Hammergren presents In Darkness Vast, an adventure serial in space and time. This is episode four, Desperate Measures. What does this particular corner of darkness hold in store for our variously brave and cowardly crew on board the Nerve Jump? We join them in their present, forever in our past. Earth, Frank? Yes, honey? Oh, stop it. We really should be at the driving room with the others. It's not right sneaking down to the illusion room like this. You're probably right. But I can't bear to think that we might not get the chance to be alone together again, with the anomaly looming. But this illusion you programmed, it's very thoughtful, these plump cushions wall to wall and all these floating scent bubbles, but... Yeah, I knew you'd like this. I know how you think. Oh, don't say that, or call me honey. You know I'm just not attracted to you. And I happen to find bubbles trivial. Look, the illusion's only set for another nine minutes. Let's try to make the most of them. <laughs> Look, this scent bubble's huge. Oh, it popped on my nose. How overwhelming. Earth Frank, get over to your side of the cushion. I know you're not overwhelmed. <laughs> you know me too well. That's just it. I'm eager for an interaction with someone other than you. Oh. Or Bullen, or Doom Buggy, or Jupiter Ruinet Nerve Jump. What? You mean this Chaser of Groves life form? That? Not that. Her. As it happens, yes, I do find Chaser of Groves fascinating. You're furrowing your brow. It's this business in the gallery view room, with Chaser of Groves and the image block. It's best to try and not dwell on it. But if it's true, if we've done all this before, countless times, then... Well, how does any of this mean, mean anything? anything? I mean, how many times have we sat in the illusion room just like this, or popped this bubble with a fingernail? Or fallen helplessly in love? With a beautiful space woman. Stop it, Earth Frank. You'll stain my spacesuit and the others will see. I'm serious. This is profoundly troubling, and you just change the subject when I try to reason it aloud. Wait a moment. Maybe that's it. What? Your pupils are dilated. You said something about staining your spacesuit and the others seeing. What are if. Are you feeling unwell? Maybe. There is a way out of this potentially interminable loop. How? Tell me. Well, it's like this. Hold on. Let me whisper in your ear in case Kraft minds listening. It's paramount. She doesn't hear. That might work. It's brilliant, isn't it? I'm not sure. The others mightn't agree either. We'll have to plan to carry it out, regardless of them. I think that's safest. Either way, it's high time we got back. You go first. I'll take that detour I mentioned to prepare some materials. 
Dylan and Doom Buggy, look to the viewfinder, please. Observe the rotation of the recorded image of the space anomaly, spheroid M76R, as composited by our three external probe cameras. We now have a three-dimensional rendering down to the half-centimeter level of detail. Hmm. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Well, you're the engineer, Doom Buggy. Can you make sense of it? Perfectly smooth all the way around. No sign of an artificial seam. Astute analysis, half-crew. Yes, despite its seemingly standardized identifier, M76R, my exhaustive craft encyclopedia finds no match. The image block Chaser of Groves showed us, it depicted our craft entering a kind of opening in the thing. Mm, bring up that image block on the viewfinder, right beside this three-dimensional probe scan. Is that possible, nerve jump? Good. And enlarge for double size around the area showing this craft piercing it. Better. Now triple. Easy, Bullen. Nerve jump might overheat. Triple, I said. We've got to see it. There. Look. A tiny seam, delineating precisely the cross-sectional outline of our craft. Sighting analysis confirmed. The seam is not a shadow, but a feature produced of the anomaly, apparently to accommodate us within its bounds, while not admitting an ounce more of space matter or vacuum. How remarkable. It can only mean one thing. The space anomaly spheroid M76R is intelligent. I knew there'd be a supply room somewhere, and it's still well stocked. Looking at this, you wouldn't think we needed to rendezvous with the supply emissary at all. Why is it I can't remember the last supply emissary rendezvous? Craftmind? Craftmind. I must be beyond its sensors here. Feels liberating. Now, where would I find the surface repair cans? Let's see. Automated sweeping bristles? No. Air cleanliness aerosols? No, but closer. Gotcha. A reserve box of surface repair paint cans. Best to get back to the others. Oh, what's this? Some kind of... It's the exchange docket from the last supply emissary. Here's the supply column. 500 tons of intergalactic space food? Wow, that is a huge order for sleep-all drug. Cleaning fluids? And here's the other column. What we gave in return. There's a layer of dust. Yeah. There's a time reading. Ten years ago. So that was how long ago our last exchange took place. How don't I remember? Now, here's the other column, showing what we gave in exchange. Complete records of four times childhood memories. What does that mean? Childhood. Childhood? Some kind of specialized helmet. I'm stumped. It must have weighed an awful lot if only four of these childhood things were exchanged for 500 tons. 
four times childhood memories. Look, the chaser of groves is at the airlock door. She's been watching this whole time. Just at that last thing about the anomaly being intelligent, her head, so like yours still, began nodding. Maybe we need her. A nerve jump. Allow the creature in. Driving room strictly crew only. I don't bloody care. We need all the help we can get. Enter, Chaser of Groves. Anom... Anom... What's it trying to say? I think... Anomaly. Anomaly? Anomaly, yes. Anomaly... is... Int... Int... Intelligent? Intelligent, yes. I knew it! I just knew! Now, where are the other two? They've got to know before we formulate our final approach plan. Bullen, what's... Are you okay? I'm perfectly fine, Doombuggy. Why? You're... You're turning a hue of orange. What? Jupiter's sideburns, my bloody arms! They're changing color. And Chaser of Groves is gradually turning... less orange. I can confirm that the heart rate and blood pressure of the alien life form has now synchronized perfectly with Bullens. Both life forms are now, from a biological standpoint, almost identical. Nerve jump, make it stop! The process is too sensitive to simply zap the alien life form. It contains too much of crew member Bullen. I did warn you about admitting the stranger. Palos is at the airlock, and Earth Frank right behind her. Allow them in, nerve jump. Bullen! What's happened to you? You're all orange and bloated. And there's two of you. There's more to this than meets the eye. It's... Don't say it. I know it. One of those two identical malformed bullens is not bullen. Yes. I knew it was from the moment I stepped in. But it doesn't solve anything. Which one is the real bullen? Oh. He was here by me, but when you came in, they both moved, so now I'm not sure. Nerve jump will know. Nerve jump, have you tracked crew position coordinates in the driving room? As always, yes. I have already reviewed the salient graphs and can place the whereabouts of Bullen precisely up until the moment of movement. However, at that point, the movement of both occurs so quickly that the origin point is a blur. It is insoluble. But surely you can identify the DNA of Bullen with your remote health scan? Negative. This alien life form, Chaser of Groves, is far more advanced than we determined. Somehow it has spliced both its own DNA and that of our crew colleague into a perfect meld of them both. To all intents and purposes, it is true to state both that there are two Bullens in the room and that there are no Bullens here at all, or indeed anywhere, across all space and time. All right, stand aside, everyone. Let me observe both up close. Palos, may I ask you something? Of course, Doombuggy. What is it? Well, it's a strange question, but I've been wondering, how high do you think a ceiling could get? How high? Yes. You see... Palos and Doombuggy, pay attention. What's happening? I'm thinking the only way forward is to attempt to communicate with this new hybrid form. We might be able to drag Bullen back. Worth a try. Here goes. But 
What should I call it? I anticipated this hurdle. I have run 6.5 thousand calculations and determined the best name to assign this hybrid form. Go ahead. Chaser of Bullen. Clever. Cleverness does not apply to a machine. It's your brain malfiring again. Nevertheless, it is useful. Now we know how to address it. Fine. We'll use it. But stay out of this, craft mind. You've messed up enough already. It's moving. Look. Both of them are moving to the viewfinder display board. Chaser of Bullen. Chaser of Bullen. It's working. They're turning towards us. We show you plan. It wants to show us a plan. Go ahead. But we do nothing permanent here without a vote. Earthfrank, what about telling them our idea that we discussed in the illusion room? Not the time. Not yet. Let's keep that to ourselves. 76R expects entry. It's calling the anomaly 76R, saying it expects us to enter. Yeah, I think we can all understand it now. Why 76R? Why not the full identifier? Spheroid M76R. It's plotting the trajectory so quickly, look. I've never seen a board operate at such speed. 76R expects entry, but we pause in mid-entry. Ah. Yes, that is rather cunning. What? I don't understand. It's saying we engage the entry as depicted on the image block, but then perfectly midway into the engagement we fire reverse thrusters to counteract the pull and remain precisely halfway in, halfway out. It's a good idea, but it just won't work. None of us could operate the thruster board quickly enough to initiate such a thruster firing. Yeah. But that's just it, don't you both see? That's why it wanted to split in two. It's doubled Bullen's board operation efficiency. Would that make the reverse thrust mechanically possible? I think it might. We're counting on you, Chaser of Bullen. A spliced life form like this is a marvelous innovation. As long as it can de-splice. Does it have to continue like this? Half and half? Unfortunately, yes, until the board has been operated. Why do we want to be halfway in the anomaly anyway? Half of us enter, other half stay. Time, therefore, not loop. Oh, I see. Bullen, if you're in there, This is without doubt the best thinking you've ever done. I don't follow. Well, you see, it's about space and time. They can't be easily divided. So, while we would, if fully entered into and contained in the anomaly, allow it to spit us back out in the past and thus slavishly enact this same series of failed evasive manoeuvres, were we to keep one half of our mass and matter firmly grounded in present space and time, as exists outside the anomaly, it is forced to obey the laws of physics for the other half contained within. Still not certain I follow. It's like a lettuce sandwich before you take a bite, Earthfrank. It's still one leaf of lettuce up until the moment you take a bite. Then the bitten piece is gone and the remaining piece I might not follow entirely, but I know it's not like a sandwich, Pelos. The key thing is, it affords us time to explore the anomaly internally without risking the time loop. For as long as our thrusters keep firing. Exactly. Craftmind, calculate thrust timing. Calculating. Result anticipated in one minute. Do you think Bullen is all right in there? I'm sure Bullen's fine. Approach velocity alert. Approach velocity alert. 
We're within the approach radius. We need the thruster calculation. Completed. Thrust, accounting for exhausted fuel during maneuvering towards anomaly, will be fireable for 27.3 minutes while saving sufficient additional thrust for ladder full disengagement. Calculation based on figures provided by Chaser of Bullen as to traction capacity of anomaly. How does Chaser of Bullen know so much about this? Never mind all that. It's possible to survey the anomaly in 27 minutes and then escape. We have to do it. Presuming the figures are correct and the craft operates, I agree. We've never faced something like this before. We should be more cautious. There's no time for caution. It's now or never. Are you in or out? All right. Let's do it. Let's enter the anomaly. The fate of all aboard the Nerve Jump will be decided by Spheroid M76R. But exactly what did Palos and Earthfrank plan in the Illusion Room? And how does Chaser of Groves know so much about the space anomaly? Find out next time in Hammergrim's In Darkness Fast. Episode 4 featured Lucy Ryan Donnelly as Palos, Sarah Jane Power as Nerve Jump, John McCarthy as Bullen, Kieran Fitzpatrick as Earthfrank, and Donnico O'Connell as Doombuggy. Chaser of Groves played Chaser of Bullen and Chaser of Bullen. For more, see Hammergrin.com. That's Hammergrin as in Hammergrin. Your subscriptions and downloads are our obsession. Please fuel it. Point friends at us. They remain strictly your friends. In Darkness Vast is a Hammergrin production. Recorded at Maple Studios, at the best address for a recording studio to be at ever. Ring Abella, County Cork, Ireland. Join us next week to Greater Things. <laughs>